0: On the extended three-hour program, Racing Pulse now hones in on the full Victorian race preview. Yes, it is time to talk all about the Caulfield meeting on this Wednesday. And... What a cracking day it is. Uh, it would be a lovely way to spend the afternoon out at Caulfield. Uh, we're looking at around about 19 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. Uh, the rail's at 12 metres and it is perfect racing conditions are good for today. Mark Hunters, the man to find us. The winners, how are you, Mark? Yeah, Michael, good, thank you. Now, have you got your head around this final Caulfield Cup field as yet?
1: Not yet. They're they're uh, coming and going. We've seen uh, Uncle Ben fall over, and now we've we got no gold trip news yet.
0: No, no news as yet. So uh, we're still waiting. I'm not sure why it's taking so long, but um, no confirmation. It hasn't been paid up as yet um, because there's only, as we speak. Uh, I've just had a chat to Dave Hagen off air. There is only 18 horses that have paid up in the Caulfield Cup. Um, They've got until a little later this afternoon. But Spanish Mission is not going to the Caulfield Cup. We'll probably go to the Geelong Cup. He's a shocker. He's not paying up. High Emotion not paying up. So what that means is that uh, Gold Trip's not one of those 18. At the moment, um, first... uh, uh, um, Kavanagh's horse, which most people thought... Yeah, first Immortal... If Gold Trip doesn't run, there would be a start for him in the race. He'd be currently first emergency, but speaking to Dave Hagen, the indication from the Kavanagh camp to him yesterday was that they are keen to get a penalty to ensure a start in the Melbourne Cup. So they are more focused on probably a Geelong Cup, maybe a Moonee Valley Cup. But if they are guaranteed a start in the Cup, which they could be, maybe that will change their mind. So at the moment, there's still so many balls in the air.
1: It's all happening. It's all happening. Stand by.
0: Do you think he'd be a, you know, a good Caulfield contender, first immortal, if he did go that way?
1: Well, without having a look at it and having a proper think about it, you'd have to reckon he would be. Mm. He's flown around Caulfield. He bowled in there. He should have won at Flemington. Um, he's getting better and better. And he began there with no weight. If he draws a good gate, he does no work you'd think he'd be around the money somewhere.
0: Yeah, he's about 34 into 21 in the last uh, few hours <laughs> as well with the bunners jumping on board. Um, I'm keen to get your thoughts on how the Caulfield track will play today with the rail out 12.
1: Well, you would think it would be no disadvantage somewhere near the front. I, have, I haven't walked it. Uh, you'd think it'd be no disadvantage somewhere near the front. They had the gallops out wide uh, during the week, um, so that's... Area is probably out of play. I reckon that would be probably six, seven horses out, maybe or just at a guess. So, with the rail out, you've got to have momentum. There's going to be traffic issues because the rails out so far. So that's the main thing: um, momentum here. You can't be strung up in the traffic.
0: Mm. Um, what's the history say about making ground when the rails out? Uh, can you do it if you get that right run?
1: Well, you can. It's not. It's not. Uh, you know, it's not a death sentence if you if you're back, but. You don't want to be sort of seventh, eighth inside. You just don't. You just don't tend to get clear. It's an absolute miracle to get clear. So I'm I'm happy to be on one up the front. But if the speed suits and they're drawn out in the centre like a horse like Luna Cat later in the day, then I'm happy to be on a horse like that as well.
0: All right, let's get stuck into the preview and uh, the first race uh, today. Have we got the track man Tim Bailey there yet? Uh, is he going to join us yet? Oh, just okay. Lovely. Doesn't say on the screen we got in there. Perfect. Um, let's have a chat to Tim Bailey, uh, who is there to have a chat to us. Uh, what did you think of Mark's thoughts about the rail being out, Tim, and and the availability of making ground today? Is he pretty sm- uh, spot on?
2: Yeah, I think I think the way he summarises is probably right. I think if you're going to come from back when the rails are right out, you need you need to be able to just keep momentum going. If you if you sort of get held up, um, you know, because you're turning, you know, you obviously got a bigger turning. Uh, section of the track with the rail out, so it's it probably becomes more of a momentum track. Um, certainly, there's nothing in the ground. We've verti drained the outside three meters because that's where we get a lot of uh, compaction from tra- from traffic. So that's probably how to play the outside three. But I'm I'm content that the track's even besides that. Um, but yeah, I, I think probably when the rail is out of 12, looking looking back through the the record books for the last few meetings, the horses have certainly been able to make ground, but um yeah you know, I'd say it'd be no disadvantage be up 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 nearer the speed and and you know probably making your own luck
0: the rail moves back to
2: 3 on cup day correct yeah so the, the track pulled up really well um the inside 3 meters from the 900 to the oh, to about the 350 obviously that's where you know you, the, the horses are riding tight and and there's a fair bit of wear there in, in from true to 3 so that's that's why we had to put the rail out um It'll present it'll present in excellent order. There's really minimal marking across the track. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, and, and even today, you know, they're not huge fields. Uh, they won't they won't do a lot of damage to this track today. So um, I don't think it'll present uh, really well on Saturday and provide an opportunity for all horses. Got a few warm days coming up. Will you be putting a bit of water on the track? Absolutely. Yeah, we definitely. Will, at this stage, uh, the irrigators will be going around tomorrow morning putting 10 mil on. Then we'll reassess. Friday, I reckon it'll be much the same on Friday. Um ten millimetres I would imagine Friday and it could even be a touch of then, you know, a touch of irrigation, six or seven PM on Friday night just to hold it in that genuine good four range. Obviously Saturday's a long day. Caulfield cup, I'm assuming it'll be very late in the day, so you know, we don't want a, a really firm uh a really firm good through by then. So Hoping to hold a good fall for uh, well deep into the program on Saturday.
0: Yeah, race nine of ten, the Caulfield Cup on Saturday. Have you got a winner today?
2: Oh, I thought Grigolino Grigolimo might be the one. Yep. Oh, I think it might work its way into the, into the uh, Caulfield Cup on today's run.
0: Good luck out there. We'll chat in the build up to Saturday's Caulfield Cup. Thanks, Michael. Tim Bailey joining us here. Let's have a chat to Peter Galagotis, who's got two runners at Caulfield today, starting out with Long Arm in <laughs> race number four. You well, Pete? Michael, how are you, sir? I'm well. That is good. Uh, long Arm. Um, how do you rate his form at the moment? How's he going? Well, I thought I thought his run in the Banana Cup was
3: quite credible, um, something of a. A bit of a return to um, his better form. I I thought he rounded the race off beautifully. Um, He's a a quirky horse that probably would have preferred an outside run. Um, Just he had to wait and get held up. But I thought when he got clear galloping room, I thought he finished the vanilla cup off stronger than anything else in the race. And and, uh, he was attacking the line super kept uh, sort of this time around i've just get, kept him very fresh and happy is is quirky sort of a horse and and um, i'm hoping that the extra 400 meters will give him his opportunity to be strong at the end of the race today
0: the mark factor is racing in such good form you've got a flying mm-hmm. at the moment uh, a good run at the valley last start um i suppose she's probably Going to be up on the speed, if not leading today as well. Uh, just coming back to the fourteen forty today. Um, uh, are you confident today could be her day? Look, she can't be going any better, Michael. like she's 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 a strong,
3: robust sort of a girl. You know, when you see her in the yard, you know she's just got plenty of power about her, and she's you know she's a very uh, exuberant sort of a mare. You know, she gets up there and she makes her own luck. And when she's on her A game, she fights to the death, you know. And around that sort of distance range, 14, 16, seems to be her go. Um, she gets her chance. She's in good form. She's deep into the prep, but I, I, she's not showing me any signs that she's not, um, you know, not thriving. Um, she's, she puts weight on between runs and she holds her condition very, very well and And I can't fold her, so you know, i I hope she she keeps soldiering on with this really good form because we we went for nearly you know fourteen fifteen fifteen months without any form at all. you know it was just the battle getting her right again and, and now that we have got her right she's she's going gangbusters,
0: which is the one we're backing
3: um look i think I think on paper it's obvious you know the mark factor's the one um you know she's in a right race uh, well placed. Uh, with the right form lines, um, again, you know, there's a bit of there's a bit of speed there, and she's she. I just hope she doesn't have to overdo it to find her spot wherever it is. But I think she's the one, and don't discount the other bloke because if he rocks up and he produces his absolute A game, um, you know, the weights are a bit sort of spread out. But he's a horse that's got some talent when he wants to, you know. So. And I just thought the Benalla Cup showed that, you know. It really showed that he's back to his best. So, fingers
0: crossed. Good luck today, Pete. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Pete Gallagotis there. Uh, The first race at Caulfield kicks off at 1.30 over the mile. Um, No scratchings in this race. It's reasonably open. Aztec State, after a good debut, wins at 4.20. The other one well in the market is uh, Ursa, who was uh, so impressive winning by about seven or eight lengths last time at $4.60. But it doesn't end there. There's a few other gallopers, Mojave Desert, uh, given a chance at 480, and RIP Raw at $6. So uh, there's a a couple of promising uh, middle distance to staying types in this race, Mark, that might want to go deeper in spring. Who did you like in the first?
1: I like the Hayes Boys horses here. I'll go, I tossed up which way to go. I'll go number eight, Ursa to win, who ran well enough at Sandown two ago, running fifth and went to Ballarat, Yes, a very weak field, but uh, just simply blew them away, run time. I would imagine it settles in the first two here. I would imagine it controls the race. And with a bit more improvement from Ballarat, I think is the one to beat. To beat Aztec State, who did a good job on debut, chased a fast pace and dug deep. It's a one-pacer. Whether it needs further or not would be the issue, but with query it will run well. I think Seven is coming along really nicely. It'll be out the back. Might need further, but it's going to be hitting the line they're the main hopes for me. Next best, number one, Rip Roar. Disappointing last time. Maybe just didn't run the distance. Eight, two, seven, and one.
0: Eight, two, seven, and one in the first today. Race number two. Uh, this is the feature of the day. It's the Neds Koonji Cup. Maybe we'll have a Caulfield Cup runner out of it. Sir so Lucan is a scratching, and the favourite is uh, Greg Alimo at $3.20. Pretty positive push from Mike Moroni this morning. Just wants to see it settle. The horse that beat at home last start is Miramasa. Uh, it's a $6 chance, and then we're out to Steinem at $6 and Dymil at $9. Um, are you with the favourite or or going to
1: be taking it on? Uh, it's a bit short for mine. It's a chance, but it's a good race. I like number 11, Miramasa. Hits a horse. Always shown good ability. Had its issues. Had operations there between campaigns. Resumed at Flemington. It bolted in, so... If you believe what you see, it's right back in business. little tricky gate here with the scratching of Sir Luke and there's no speed, so it becomes a tricky race. We just need some luck to beat. Number four, Steinem. who's had the two goes back from a spell. Just had no hope in the Amelia's dual race at Mooney Valley. It was back. The sprint went on. You couldn't make ground. Held its ground well through the line. But 13 Fujita Sen. Ticked the 800-meter box, 1800-meter box last start. Now gets out to 2,000 meters. Won really well, didn't beat a lot. And one Dye Mill. Had some pretty ordinary rides up there in Sydney. He gets B lane here from a good gate and can improve. So Greg a chance. I just think rock bottom odds, 11, 4, 13 and 1.
0: 11, 4, 13 and 1 in the Coonji. Race number three uh, is arguably the most intriguing race. It's the Magic Millions Debutante Stakes, all making debut, uh, as you would imagine, with the name of the race. Take out the six. Uh, Coleman opened up 270 every uh, form... And trial spy has been tipping him for weeks. He is a two dollar twenty five favourite. Ben Mellum rides today. Also good wraps on First Settler from the Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. stable at five dollars. And Ardvark. Uh, last week, Craig Williams gave us a bit of a push for a two year old. He was riding today, and it's Aardvark from. The Causton's Yard at $6 there. uh, And Southern Charm from the Waterhouse Bot Yard at $8. dollars are the only ones under double-figure odds. Uh, First of all, your assessment of the favourite Coleman?
1: Yeah, it looks good. It sort of came from behind, so it's not just a speedy, squibby little horse. It came from behind, lengthened well, got a lovely action. Just looks so strong through the line. You think here from the good gate, it's going to settle handy. And judging by its trials... It's the one to beat. You just want to see them do it on race day. To beat number one, Hardvark. Two good trials. Up on the speed, lengthened really well. Looks a nice horse. Five per settler. It's one of two short course trials. Now gets here to 1,000 metres. Got good speed from gate one. We'll take running down. And I thought eight, Arabian Summer wasn't hopeless. Drawn for a good run. I thought it looked pretty good at the trial. So Coleman, Coleman the one to beat. Just want to see them do it on race day. Four, one, five and eight.
0: Four, one, five and eight. Do you... Do you normally have a bet in a in a race where there are all first starters?
1: No, I steer away from the two. And every now and again, I'll have a bet in a two-year-old race with all the first starters, but very rarely. And I, I won't bet here. I'll just watch them go around.
0: Race number four is one of the shorties of the day, and this is insulation. Been racing in such good form. Maybe a little stiff last start. It's the dollar ninety favourite. Smoking Princess comes out. Uh, others in the market, uh, we've got $7.50 for Pesto, five fifty Duke of Hastings, Wahini Toa, $8. Um, and the other one that's given a chance is uh, Long Arm. We just spoke to Pete Gallagotis at $9.50. Who do you like here?
1: I don't like the race. I'll so tip number seven installation, mainly by default. Uh, look, I, I thought this was a really promising horse when we first seen it. Now, that all sound stupid because it's got 3112 next to its name, but I wouldn't say it's been impressive its last few. Having said that, it's not a strong race here. There's a lot of horses who are struggling to win. Uh, gets the claim for Carlene Heffel, so we'll go with insulation to win. To beat number two Longarm, who improved last time, looks ready to fire, gets a beautiful run here for Mellon, picking its way through from one. Uh, three Pesto, fitted for two runs back, ran okay last time, and the same with number four Duke of Hastings, It whacked away okay up there in Sydney. It's another one with some chance. It's, not a race I like. I couldn't take the short odds, 7, 2,
0: 3 and 4. 7, 2, 3, 4. What price should he be?
1: Oh, uh, that's probably about right because the opposition are just non-winners. It's just it's oh, It's going. It's obviously going well. It's got ones and twos in its form, but it just hasn't done what I thought it would do early in its career. So it's just on watch.
0: All right. Uh, that is race number four. So the first four down on today's Kunji card at Caulfield. We'll take a break and come back with the quaddy. On RSN 927's Racing Polls, The Victorian Form Preview. Welcome back to the Victorian Form Preview with Mark Hunter looking at today's meeting at Caulfield. We're up to the first leg of the Quaddy, which is race number five. It's over 2,000 metres. Uh, no scratchings in this race, and Shock 'em Over is the firm favourite at $2.30. Uh, Alex Ray this morning said they'd love him to be a little closer, over 2,000 metres, but he is a horse that can sometimes just be a bit tardy to begin. So uh, the rail placement will be interesting today. Uh, the others in the market, Hennessy Ladd at five fifty, dollars at $6.00. Um, do you want to take 230 Shockham over, who's probably the most promising uh, up-and-coming horse in the race, uh, where the rail is and where he might be in the run?
1: No, I don't. I think he's in the quaddy of course. Uh, but I like number two, Taramantua. This horse, been a bit lucky with this horse back from the spell. It's just grown a leg for Philip Stokes. And it was a terrific win last time. It was wide, it was working, it kept coming, it laid in. And Doug Deven still won. Now, here, it draws outside Hennessy Ladd, who goes forward. I'm hoping that Sheridan Clark follows across. Follow Hennessy Ladd across, get a spot somewhere near the front, get a nice run. If that happens, I think Terramansu is a terrific bet each way here to beat number seven, Chocomova, who won well last time. It was up against, basically, Red Trackers or Benchmark 58 horses. It was a horrible field, so it was entitled to do that. I can't see where it it settles any closer. It's a bit slow out. It can win, but I think it's rock-bottom odds. Uh, One, Wycliffe, is going well for the stable. May have been just ridden a bit close last time. And fourth pick number six, Tycoon Beck, who was good first start, Probably gets crossed from gate one, and then we'll just need luck to get out. So I'm backing Taramansua each way, 2716. Race number six at
0: Caulfield is over 1100 metres, scratch 5, 7, 12, 16. Uh, the favourite here, Dancing Alone. It's uh, very firm in the market at 240. Uh, next best in the market. Uh, where oh, we go, down to Lady Die which gets a run at $6. So it's a pretty thin market here as far as major chances are concerned. Dancing alone, impressive down the straight at Flemington. Is the firm favourite here, Mark?
1: Yeah, look, it's got a little hope, Michael. I'm actually leaving it out of the quaddy. Uh, wow, we'll you the you're step. doing a mixed sharky. Well, it didn't beat much there and it's rock bottom odds and there's a bit of pressure for the top. I like number 17 here, Lady die who was good first up. It's been in the run... In races, that can win, and I reckon scratched three times. I thought the sail, mate Little, little Miss Cuby could win. It's come out. Now, I'm hoping they scratch that so that Lady DiDi can get a run. It'll be buried behind them. It'll just need luck for Jamie Carr, but it's a perfect race for Lady DiDi to beat number 14, Luna Cat, who bounced back to the form there at Sandown, roared up the inside and got the job done. Good setup here with good speed, drawn off the track for the top rider to come sailing down the middle. I think 11, Triporty. If it's going well, this is a race that's within its scope. And two, Dancing Alone. But nothing down the street. That was a weak race. It's got a hope, but I do think it's rock-bottom odds. I'll go, I like 17 here. 17, 14, 11, and 2.
0: 17, 14, 11, and 2. So there's a little bit of value there, leaving the firm favourite, Dancing Alone out of the quaddie, which will certainly provide a bit of value if we can jag it. Race number seven is over 1,440 metres. Take out five, nine, 15, 16. Uh, this is an open race again here. Lady Jones, 5.50. The Mark Factor, 5.50. Share favouritism. Uh, there's a heap of others in the market, though, including DK at $6, Rivkin 7.50, uh, Belt Hill at $8.50 as
1: well, and Fearless Rider at $6.00. Yeah, wide open race I'll go number six, Belt Hill Who I thought was really good first up It was wide and stuck on really well Fitter for that run I think at each way odds is worth a little play To beat number seven, Big Brew Who's going well Races well at Caulfield Races well in these races Got a good draw Two DK Got a chance But again, it's rock bottom odds It it did win well first up sitting wide A 12 fearless rider who's a nice horse Ran well first up Going to be buried back inside Might need one more run But certainly capable of been right in the finish year six seven two and twelve.
0: Six, seven, two, and twelve and the lucky last at quarter to six this afternoon or this evening's at a 440 meter distance take out six nine twelve sixteen what a deal four dollar forty favorite tasman park six fifty seven dollars dashing six dollars ferretti substantial also in the market at 550 who wins the
1: last and it's wide open i'll go number 13 dashing who's just a good horse ran well first up fitter can roll across from that. That gate draws outside Tasman Park, who goes forward. So roll across, find a spot, get some cover there, and that'll make dashing very hard to beat. To beat number eight, Ferretti. Freddy. Freddy's your leader. The track's firming up by race eight. No shock if it's hard to make round by then. Freddy will be hard to run down. Fifteen Tasman Park just needs another win on the board, but racing really consistently. And fourteen What a Deal, who got too far back last time, has got a chance. 13, 8, 15 and 14.
0: 13, 8, 15 and 14. Could be a tricky quaddy by the sound of it today, Mark. What's the best play today?
1: I think it's a value day. So we'll go the best race 6, number 17, Lady die The value, race 5, number 2, Taramansua. The quaddy, first leg, 2, 7 and 1. Second leg, 17, 14, 11. Third leg, 6, 7, 2 and 12. Last leg, 13, 8, 15 and 14. Play of the Day, Parlay 2-3. You can play them for a win and then for a place. They're all good odds. Uh, race 2, number 11, Uramasa. Race 5, number 2, Teramansua, And race 6, number 17, Lady Didai.
0: Beautiful. Uh, last question just quickly. Uh, SMS from a listener. Morning, boys. Can you ask Mark if he's still keen on Valiant King in the Caulfield Cup, which was the horse you nominated when we did a very early spring carnival preview?
1: I think, without going over its form, I think it's had another run which wasn't so good, and I'll have to, I'll have to hang five on that answer without without doing any research. I've got a feeling it went around and didn't go as didn't go as good as it has been, which would be a worry.
0: Yeah, it uh, yeah it was a little bit more disappointing in its last run in Europe. Uh, Mark, good punting today. Thank you.